Louder! your host with the ghost, the Duke of the Dead, the Prince of the Paranormal, Lord Scuba Cabra, coming to you today with another episode of Somewhat Supernatural. And today, we will be talking about the Wendigo. But first, before we get into the topic, I want to introduce my illustrious co-hosts. First, over to my, I guess it's my right, I don't know, I mean, it's my right on my screen, so over this way. The one, the only, from Dark Side Paranormal, and Joe! What up, what up, what up? And right here, down below me, from the amazing Recycled Corn Podcast, the man, the myth, the legend, the bald bull himself, Ben <laughs> DeLeon. Yo, what up, everybody? Happy to be here. What's Again. going on, fellas? I feel like I, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen y'all. So I've been adding some much-needed class to this place. Oh, man. You know, it happens. True. That is true. <laughs> so the and, last uh, time we hung out together was at the Mineral Wells Haunted Hill House. And goddamn. That's all I got to say about that investigation. We still have to do an episode of Ghost Vatos for that. Um, oh, yeah. Because that, that, wow. I, I don't know. I don't know. How did you feel about that investigation, Ben? I... Honestly, I, I want to go back. I I want to do it over again. I I want there to be we we definitely experience stuff. So you can't say it, there's there's <laughs> oh. nothing. You know how some places we go, it's kind of like ah, there's nothing really there, nothing yeah. going on. Yeah. Definitely something there, but it's like I want to go when there's more going on. Yeah. You know, so Brody, uh, what's up, Brody Kane, all the way from Australia, the Australian king of Brody. Brody. I'm starting to recognize this name. Brody, how's it going, he, bud? Brody said, howdy, the, boys. He's the I thought, king, king of a, shitty movie reviews. Yes, the king of shitty movie reviews. <laughs> howdy, boys. I thought you had Aaron Lewis on here. Oh, look at that compliment, Benny. I thought you were talking about Joe. No, it was talking about you, man. Talking about you. But yeah, was, well, I don't know. Y'all yeah. both look like y'all could be like... Like Joe's like a younger Aaron Lewis, and you're like the old, like worn out Aaron Lewis. I guess I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> worn out. <laughs> but, dude, but dude, for real, like I said, I knew it was going to be an interesting night as soon as we walked in, and wifey saw saw that thing in the bathroom, whatever it was. Oh yeah. And I was like, this is going to be a good night. Yeah. And then she and, walked and, in on me in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, and see, well, and what was weird? What I was weird about all of that. that um. <laughs> When I walked in, I didn't want to look that way. Like, I knew there was right? a doorway there, but I was just like, just keep looking for it. Don't even fucking look. Like, something was just like, don't fucking look. Just keep looking. So I just went straight to the kitchen. But, dude, yeah, that place was fucking nuts, man. Like, we got so much fucking evidence there and so much crazy shit happened. I don't know how the fuck you and Sandra slept in the fucking house. Like, well, I was exhausted. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you really had no choice. You passed out. Like, you were out. Well, see, Sandra, hey, hey, my defense, uh, Sandra was out first. I, I want to see no. after her this time. Yeah. No. She, she sure. slept for a little bit and then she got up and then I passed out after her. So. You passed out before she did because I set the camera up and you were already snoring. Well, yeah, because that was, remember, I had put a blanket on her because she had fell asleep. Oh, on that's the right. Sofa. That's right. Yeah. 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 Give me my props, damn it. <laughs> Still fell asleep first. Yeah, I stayed asleep first. Let's put it that way. But, <laughs> so, you know, I'm used to getting up at four. We I want to sleep at four, so Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a crazy trip, man. Definitely a memorable one. Um Yeah. Definitely a place that we will go back to to do another investigation one day. Um I I just it was it was it was crazy, man. Uh and, you know, I've been touched before. I've been, you know, scratched before. 
I don't know what the fuck. I, mean, I guess it's because I was in the psychomantium, you know, like away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. It just freaked me the fuck out when I felt that tap on my shoulder because I heard a fucking noise. <laughs> I heard a noise and then I felt like on my shoulder. I was like, nope, I'm out. Fuck this. And I fucking bolted out of that goddamn closet. Fuck that. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. crazy, man. It was crazy. But so you, you just <laughs> ran out the closet. You didn't just come out the closet. I didn't just come out. I fucking hauled out. <laughs> he hauled came ass. out kicking, screaming, man. There was a dust trail behind him. He's like, I'm ready, world. See me. (laughs) No, just kidding. But no. But um, personal life shit going on. I'm on fucking vacation. I have a two-week fucking Christmas vacation, and I'm so happy. So jealous. No idea how happy I am. Well, I'm taking Monday off. You earned it, though. That's right. That's right. Taking Monday off. That's good. That's good. Well, see, I just have Monday and Tuesday, and then I'm off till the January third. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, that's when I go back. I go back January third. Yeah, I'm, so I'm with Joe off Monday, and I'll be back. What well, have you been up to, Joe? Not much. Like you said, the Hill House was the last time I believe we all were together. Great place. I, I'm. That was the first location where I actually got affected by something. Couldn't explain yeah, was, it. Uh, and I lost time. It, it was weird when I was in, when I came out and I was in the living room. I, I don't know how long I was there. And I don't remember you guys coming in. I remember scuba coming in. I don't remember anybody else coming in. Uh, so that was different for me. Uh, I've never been affected like that. And it stayed with me for a little bit. Once I went outside, I, I, I needed to throw up like as soon as I got out of the house. It was, it was crazy, was. man. And, and when I took the picture, like I took pictures of you while you were sitting there. And I, and and the only reason that I took pictures was because I've never, I've known you for years, man, years. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen you with a look like that on your face. You were just like, like you weren't there. Like you were just like shot. You know what I mean? Like you were just sitting there, like your face was just blank. And it was, it Mm. it was weird, man. Like Like, he was there, but he wasn't there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That was was honestly, yeah. And I haven't, I've hardly been through any of the footage. I, I don't know if I, if, I'm not scared to go through it. I just, I'm hesitant about going through the footage. I don't know why. No, but it, I haven't gone through any of mine either. Place. Like, yeah. I mean, I, we'll I, I mostly did live stream. <clears throat> excuse me. I mostly did the live streaming, um, with the exception of having my body cam on me. But other than mm-hmm. that, I didn't really record anything. Um, but on the live streams, man, we picked up tons of shit on the fucking live stream and I haven't even reviewed the body cam. So I don't, I don't know, man. The, Damn, like, I, I did bring up, remember when Sandra was sitting in that room when we first got that presentation and we heard, um, the voice. Yeah. Okay. I, I played that on, on my sound system in the living room. Cause I wanted to hear if I could make out what, what actually, you know what I mean? Cause I still have doubts about what was what, but I couldn't debunk what I heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There was definitely something there. There was definitely not mechanical or electronic or anything about it or something like that. And yeah. even Sandra was like, no, I heard it. She goes, it came from around me. So, yeah. you know, like I said, that was one of the... F- the first places that I went to that I was generally, that's why I asked, I told you guys, don't leave me alone. Cause I, 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 Dude, I clowned on you. I clowned on you so <laughs> bad for that. I was like, guys, guys, come on, come on. don't leave me alone. Dude, the, but the, I'm the, the same way. So serious, dude. But you know what? And, and I guess like it, it was, it was great actually like going upstairs with you and it just being us because I'm the chicken shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't want to fucking be left alone either, but going up there with you, was pretty much like being fucking left alone. You know what I mean? And <laughs> it, it was, it was crazy, man. It was because if anything would have happened, I'd be like, motherfucker, I'm gone. I'm gone. And I'd have been like, shit. <laughs> like I've never yeah. seen a fat flash before. <laughs> I have, there's a video on TikTok. It's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. Excuse so like I closet. said, yeah, fuck that. So like I said, today is uh, Wendigo Day, and you know, you're not supposed to say Wendigo, just like you're not supposed to say Skinwalker, but 
you just I mean, said we're too far south. <laughs> yeah, we're too That's far true. south. It, it is what it is. So, what is a Wendigo? Wendigo is a mythological creature, evil spirit, which originates from folklore of First Nations based in and around the East Coast forests of Canada, the Great Plains region of the United States, and the Great Lakes region of the United States and Canada. Grouped in modern ethnology as seekers of speakers of Algonquin family languages. The Wendigo is often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics, which possesses human beings. The Wendigo is known to invoke feelings of insatiable greed and hunger, the desire to cannibalize other humans, as well as, as the uh, propensity to commit murder in those that fall under its influence. So you can basically be possessed per se. They can like fuck with your mind to where you want to kill somebody or you go and kill somebody. I've never, I mean, of course I've, I've lived in South Texas all my life and I fucking barely have gone out of state, but a handful of times I, I mean, I've never had any, personal experience or know anybody that's had any personal experience with Wendigos. Um, most of the stuff that I know about, I've seen on TV, but a lot of the stuff that you see on TV are, you know, like um, they have like a deer, like a deer skull deer with head, the antlers yeah. and shit, which isn't, which is not what a traditional Wendigo is. That's the Hollywood version yeah. of a Wendigo. Um, did you guys do any any like looking into the Wendigo or anything like that? I did. I watched I did. some videos on the way home, but yeah. Let's say that all, all, all I, I I looked at videos. I looked at you know some stories online, and then pretty much everybody like like you said, um, there there's different stories from different tribes, different cultures, um, but they all just say the same thing. You know, um, the 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 tall emaciated with an insatiable hunger for human flesh. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, of course, there's going to be variations about how they look, but they all pretty much say the same thing when it comes down to it. And I didn't know about the not saying the, the name, because I've been talking about it for a good yeah. while. You know, but, uh, and we're my safe, brother who lives safe. up north. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I did see in one of the videos that... Uh, like like you say, you can kind of be possessed by Wendigo, but there's also Wendigos that have not transformed yet. Yeah. So just look like you and me, but have that, you know, insatiable hunger for human flesh and all that stuff that comes with the Wendigo without the Wendigo form. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of video and you know, like I say, I you can see everything on TikTok. You know what I mean? YouTube videos, things like that also. But there's a lot of people now, I mean there's there's a there's, you have to take it with a grain of salt when somebody posts a video, but I've seen tons of videos on like TikTok where people are like, Oh, listen, it's a Wendigo. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. they're you're like in the middle of the woods and you fucking hear like somebody screaming for like help or something. And it's t basically the same things that they say a skinwalker does. Yeah. Except it's, it's, it's not a like witch. It's an actual fucking being that's going to yeah. face off. So. In the 20, 20th century and 21st century uh, settler culture, in indigenous representations, the Wendigo is described as a giant humanoid with a heart of ice. So I have heard that it, whenever it gets cold all of a sudden, that there's a Wendigo around. Like they can cont not control the climate, but because they dwell in icy climates, when it's cold, like if it's, you know, if it's hot as fuck outside and then it just gets cold all of a sudden, there's a Wendigo around. Hmm. Um, it also, it's also with a foul stench or sudden unseasonable chill might proceed, uh, as it's approach, as it approaches possibly, possibly to long time identification by Europeans with their own superstition about werewolves. For example, as mentioned in the Jesuit relations, Hollywood film representations often label human slash beast hybrids featuring antlers or horns with the Wendigo name. But such animal features do not appear in the original indigenous stories. <clears throat> so what we see on screen, for the most part, are not traditional Wendigos. Um, I know there's that movie Antlers that just came out that everybody's like, oh, my God, it's such a good movie. 
which it was. It was a great movie, but the the being in that movie is not a traditional Wendigo. It's a Hollywoodized Wendigo. Um, but like we were talking before we went live, my first ever introduction to a Wendigo was through the X Men cartoon, right. um, because there was a uh, what, what was he a member of? Um, Alpha Marvel. Something. Alpha Flight. That's what it was. Alpha Flight. Yeah, he was part of Alpha Flight, and. Um, so that's what I always pictured a Wendigo as, kind of like a werewolf type. Well, it looked, to me, it looked more like a Bigfoot with a long tail. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the Wendigo made an appearance in My Little Pony. That is true. Yes. That is true. I I would not know this. Um, I just saw it on the video today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh wow. But it, there's a there's a video game. Uh, the Brony. <laughs> I don't know if you. Oh. Well, I don't know if you've played it, uh, Ben, Until Dawn. I've seen the gameplay. I haven't played it myself. This game right here, if you have not played it for PS4 and want to play a very cool Wendigo-themed game, this game right here is legit. Um, it's very um, theatrical. The gameplay is very... It, it's kind of like if somebody dies, you can replay the game and not have that person die you know what i mean like yeah there's different there's different ways that the the game goes it's like a choose your own adventure type type game oh, um cool. and it's it's very cool man because uh i, I want to say if you get the ending where nobody dies is when you actually see the wendigo i haven't played it in years but i do remember seeing the wendigo in it and it was it was creepy it was an <laughs> actual I was say, is that the one where they have all these different packs where you can play like with uh um or play against like Leatherface and No 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 that's uh that's Dying Light. Oh that's right, right. Never yeah, mind. that's Dying Light. Yeah. Um but yeah, and it's a really good game, man. Like I said, if you want to see what an actual Wendigo would would look like, that right there is a game that actually got the body structure of the Wendigo correct. Um, I definitely need to look into that then. So there's a, there's so many different ways to say the word. Ben, do you want to give it a try? Yeah. Cause Joe already said he didn't want to. <laughs> um, shit. Oh, was it? What? Yeah. I wouldn't even know how to, <laughs> I, just, I see Wendigo with, with, uh, W I H T I K O W. So the first one is the first one I want to say is Ojibwe, Windigo. In the Cree language, it's Wiktikau. Wiktikau, also translated to Witiko. See now, I feel I feel like saying it this way. We're gonna fucking summon this damn thing to South Texas. Watch, we're gonna get hit with like a fucking Arctic blast now. Right, we'll like if, if we weekend. go through another freeze, we know who to blame. Yeah, my bad, guys. Mm -hmm. And then there's just you know, Wendigo spelled with two I's and two O's, and Windigo, Windago, Windigo, Wingo, Wind Windago, Wind Windiga, Wendigo, Windagu, Windigo, Windigo. So there's just a fucking whole bunch of different ways, which I'm fucking slaughtering it. Yeah, so there's, I video, there's, there's there's something like thirty there's like thirty seven thirty seven different names and pronunciations of the Wendigo. They all start yeah. with the W, but they're all different. Yeah, so, there's a, so how would you like say multiple? Like, how would you say multiple? Yeah. Like plural? Wind, Windigai. I don't know. Windigog. 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 The Proto-Algonquin term has been reconstructed as Winnetekowa, which may have meant owl. Well, that's a Lechusa. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they said it, it's if you translate it, it could mean owl or uh, owl or cannibal or something like that. It's the two meanings for the same word, owl or cannibal. Yeah. So the Wechegu is a similar being that appears in legends of the, oh shit, Athabascan people of Northwest Pacific Coast. I'm sorry I slaughtered that name. 
It too was cannibalistic. However, it was characterized as enlightened with ancestral insights. So kind of like a Wendigo, but it has not like as, not, not as animalistic. As, yeah, n- not as dickish. Not as big as a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to take the folklore on this son of a bitch? <laughs> I'll do it. Do it. Because uh, there's a bunch of words I can't folklore, pronounce. Uh, the Wendigo is part of the traditional beliefs system of a number of Algonquin-speaking peoples, including the Ojibwe and the Salto, the Cree, the Nascapi, and the Inu. Although descriptions can vary somewhat, common to all these cultures is the view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being. They were strongly associated with winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. So I feel like maybe this, I mean, it it has to have some basis in truth. But think about it. Back in the olden days, whenever you were not prepared for, like, say, like, you know, a horrible winter, you weren't prepared for it. You didn't have enough supplies. People started dying around you. You don't have food. What are you going to do? You're going to eat the bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if somebody comes, somebody accidentally like comes through there and they see, you know, these people eating people, they're like, oh my God, this horrible thing. You know what I mean? Um, But I feel like that's where this legend originated was because of the fact that back then they, you know, there was times where they couldn't prepare for the winter like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of hard to prepare for something so brutal as yeah. as uh you know let, let's say Canadian winter you know for for example um I've been through a Wisconsin winter and that's because it was modern times you know we had heat and you know fireplaces and all this stuff and that was bad enough as it was because no matter what you do there's nothing you can do to keep that chill from getting into your home. Yeah. And then from back then with, you know, let's say log cabins or however, and, you know, food's going to go bad even if you do try to store it because of the moisture and things happen, accidents, you know, somebody dies. And like you say, you see, you see no choice. You see a, somebody with some thick cakes, maybe some fat booty, and you just – Cut a chunk off and you know start roasting. Gotta eat, <laughs> yeah. gotta eat the booty. Yeah, I mean you gotta fucking eat, man. You know what I mean. And I'm sorry, but if that's all I got, that's all I got. You know. But granted, if you eat too much human flesh, it starts to fuck with your head, which we will talk about oh, yeah. later on. That's where the psychosis comes in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation says Basil H. Johnson, an Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario, as he gives a description of the Wendigo. It is its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from superation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. I don't know what corruption smells like, but... You know, you you take that same description and put it in the bluff and it sounds like a crackhead. I was going to say, it sounds like, you know... Joe, you want to take the next part? Where are we at? In Ojibwe Eastern Cree, under folklore. In O, how do you say that? Ojibwe. Yeah. Eastern Cree, Cree, Westman Swampy Cree, Nat. Come on now. Naskapi. Naskapi, and Inu lore. Wendigos are often described as giants and many times larger than a human being. Characteristic absent. From myths and other Algonquin cultures, whenever the Wendigo ate another person, it would grow in proportion to the meal it had just eaten, so it could never be full. Therefore, Wendigos are portrayed simultaneously gluttonous and extremely thin due to starvation. Holy shit, could you imagine that? You fucking see one of these things eat somebody and then just fucking (laughs) grow, and it's just never satisfied? 
That sounds like, I mean, never being satisfied. Sounds like my ex-wife. Kind of like you're married. <laughs> I was about to say something, but, you know, legally <laughs> I'm not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> so the Wendigo is seen as in the embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. Never satisfied after killing and consuming one person. They're constantly searching for new victims. A Wendigo need not lose the human powers of cognition or speech, need not use the power of cognition or speech, and in some depictions may clearly communicate with its prospective victims or even threaten or taunt them. Fuck that. A specimen of folk story collected in the early 20th century by Lottie Chicoxqua Marsden, an anthographer of the Chippewas of Rama First Nation, in which a Wendigo also exhibits tool use an ability to survive partial dismemberment and auto-cannibalism. So an excerpt from... Yeah. So an excerpt from that reads, One time long ago, a big Wendigo stole an Indian boy, but the boy was too thin. So the Wendigo didn't eat him up right away, but he traveled with the Indian boy waiting for him till he'd get fat. The Wendigo had a knife, and he'd cut the boy on the hand to see if he was fat enough to eat, but the boy didn't get fat. They traveled too much. One day they came to an Indian village and the Wendigo sent the boy to the Indian village to get some things for him to eat. He just gave the boy so much time to go there and back. The boy told the Indians that the Wendigo was near them and showed them his hand where the Wendigo had cut him to see if he was fat enough to eat. They heard the Wendigo calling the boy. He said to the boy, hurry up, don't tell lies to those Indians. All of, the, all of these Indians went to where the Wendigo was and cut off his legs. They went back again to see if he was dead. He wasn't dead. He was eating the juice, the marrow from the inside of his bones, of his legs, that were cut off. The Indians asked the Wendigo if there was any fat on them. He said, you bet there is. I've eaten lots of Indians. No wonder they are fat. The Indians then killed him and cut him to pieces. The end of the end of this giant Wendigo. That's fucked up. That's a fucked up story. Like... <laughs> Now go, na- go to sleep, Timmy. Now, now go to sleep. Like, are natives telling their kids these right. fucking stories? Like, <laughs> holy shit. Wow. Right. wow. This is why you shouldn't eat your brother's food. You just let him, you know, have- <laughs> don't get too fat. Wow. That's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and that, I guess that's like a good lesson to teach. You know what I mean? Like, of course, we want everybody to be healthy, you know? Was this their way of uh, making sure everybody stayed fit back in those days? Yeah, right. They didn't have uh, they didn't have Doctor Seuss back then. So let me tell you, you know about the Wendigo. Let me tell you, Doctor right. Seussto. <laughs> so human but, uh, cannibalism, human cannibalism. In some traditions, humans overpowered by greed could turn into Wendigos. The myth thus served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation. Other sources say Wendigos were created when a human resorted to cannibalism to survive. Humans could also turn into Wendigos by being in contact with them for too long. Among the Asinabon, the Cree, and the Ojibwe, a satrical ceremonial dance is sometimes performed during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo. The ceremony known as, I am not even going to try to fucking pronounce that, Wind. Wendigun Kanzimowin, Wendigo Kanzimowin, was performed during times of famine and involved wearing masks and dancing backward around a drum. The last known Wendigo ceremony conducted in the United States was at Lake Wendigo of Star Island of Cass Lake, located within the Leech Lake Indian Reservation in northern Minnesota. But it doesn't say when this was. That's where we need to investigate i'm not going to investigate a wendigo <laughs> you not gonna have i will not investigate a wendigo and i will not investigate a skinwalker <laughs> what i want no skinwalker ranch is i'll go to skinwalker ranch and that because okay you go to skinwalker ranch i'll go to skywalker ranch we'll see who has more fun <laughs> yeah true that i think i'm gonna go i think i'm with ben on that one <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, dude. Like I said, the uh, um, the whole starving, you know, leads you to cannibalism thing. I can see how it would happen, but at the same time, it's like, okay, imagine 
you're there, you know, with your family and you watch, you know, you and your wife watch a kid die and there's no food. Well, what are you going to do? Know what I mean? Like, yep. that, that's a difficult choice to make. And I can see how that leads to psychosis. Know what I mean? Like something oh, yeah. like that would, you know, the, the, the urge to stay alive, the pre- self-preservation fighting against your moral, you know, upbringing. It's, it, it's it's a tough spot to be in, and I hope yeah, yeah. people don't have to make those choices nowadays. Yes, something something like that, an incident like that would definitely throw your moral compass way out of whack. And yeah. there's no telling what people would do in that. Imagine surviving and having to explain something like that to like right. how you survive. Else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then how could you how could you explain that to somebody that like how could you look at them in the eye and say, Well, I had to? Well, yeah. and especially like if it was like somebody you knew. Right. You know what I mean? Like like say you're with a family member or whatever, like how do you explain to somebody that you had to eat another family member to survive? You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's fucked up. Yeah, you you know, this right. It wasn't even in a good way. <laughs> like we didn't have spices it was just right just there's no dry rub <laughs> no sauce. look man i my my shit has to be seasoned like i'm sorry mm-hmm. right where <laughs> all of a sudden like like we're starving let me bust out my freaking brisket rub fuck yeah so uh joe you want to talk to us a little bit about wendigo psychosis which is an oh, actual man. actual thing all right, let's go. Okay, in my in modern, hold on, let me make it bigger. Hey, that's what she said. What is it? Psy- psychi- psychiatry. psychiatry. Okay, the Wendigo lends lends its name in the form of psychosis known as Wendigo psychosis, which is characterized by symptoms such as intense craving for human flesh or intense fear of being a cannibal. Wendigo psychosis is described as a culture bound syndrome. In the in some First Nation communities, other symptoms such as irresistible greed and destruction of the environment are also thought to be symptoms of Wendigo psychosis. Uh, in historical accounts of retroact re, oh, retroactively diagnosed Wendigo psychosis, it has been reported that humans become possessed with the Wendigo spirit after being in a situation needing food. Or having no other choice besides cannibalism. Okay, so this is the part. This is the part that I found very interesting because this is from mm-hmm. the uh, Jesuit uh, Jesuit relations. Uh, they yeah. they reported this in 1661. Take it. Gotcha. Okay. Oh yeah, it says in 1661 the Jesuit relations reported what caused us greater concern is the news that met us upon entering lake or the lake namely the sorry i'm having to scroll here because i got it bigger that the men uh deputed by their conductor for the purpose of summoning the nations to the north sea and assigning them a rendezvous rendezvous. oh when they when they were uh when they were to await our coming and had to report or had to meet their death previous winter in a very strange manner. Those poor men, according to the report given to us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people who were they were seeking. They were they were afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but a combination of all these species of diseases, which affect their imaginations, causing them more. Canine hunger, okay. which that's weird. So basically, it sounds. I mean, it sounds like rabies. I mean, they're zombies. Yeah, in, in a way. I mean, it, it, it's it's basically a disease that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot like rabies, where they just. I, I would say not not craving like roadkill. I know a lot of rabid animals go after roadkill, but they also go after other animals, even their type. Um, I mean, this. I mean, this sounds like a zombie right here. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men, 
like veritable werewolves and devour them voraciously without being able to appease or glut their appetite. Ever seeking fresh prey, the more greedily, the more they eat. This ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is sole remedy among these simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. So this was actual from like a Jesuit group or whatever um talking about the psychosis that came you know in that area that they went to right the jesuits weren't known to make up stuff they just recorded what they saw (laughs) yeah Yeah. and and do you guys think like i I don't remember reading it anywhere in the notes but do you think this started out as like mild cases of cannibalism and then grew as they got accustomed to eating it or well i think maybe like if it was like groups of people that were doing it it's because they were all in the same situation of starvation and it was a last resort and then you know like i said when you eat human flesh for so long it it fucks with you what up johnny mm. d what's up baby ladies and gentlemen one of the hosts How of the born more podcast and also fatality a mortal combat retrospective john Dranzik. how you doing buddy but i don't know man but like, like i said we i mean if we don't know much about the fucking wendigo because we're not i mean we're from i mean we're down here in south texas you know what i mean like mm-hmm. It's not something that we're accustomed to, but this psychosis, and I forget what what the hell I was watching and what I was listening to um, that that gave an explanation on why like you should not eat human flesh. There's like a chemical in our flesh or something that literally drives you fucking insane if you eat it. Right. Like all yeah, the time. I think I think I think it's a protein. Yeah. That 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 gets into your brain and it just screws you all up and Hmm. that was one of the things that i heard about like just in cannibalism uh by itself without the whole wendigo mythos thrown in there so that's why i was all like okay well i can see why people would go crazy and all this but then the whole making up of the wendigo uh story that's kind of like okay well what was it that was going on then that that became a thing you know is it easier to blame a mythical beast or was there really something going on? Huh. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, 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 I Google something is in it about eating human flesh. Don't go through my Google history. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, yeah, e- eating human flesh or something like that could cause a brain disease similar to mad cow disease. Oh, so, unless you want to be a mad cow, don't do it. Moo, motherfucker, moo. All right, so let's talk about some of these cases that have happened. Ben, read us some of these. uh, Okay, where where were we at? Although in many recorded cases of Wendigo psychosis. Although in many recorded cases of Wendigo psychosis, the individual has been killed to prevent cannibalism from resulting. Some Cree folklore recommends treatment by ingestion of fatty animal meats or drinking animal grease. That's healthy. Uh, those treated may sometimes vomit ice as part of the curing process. Now, that would be interesting to see. Yeah. One of the more famous cases of Wendigo psychosis reported involved a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner. During the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving and his eldest son died. 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at Hudson's Bay Company Post, Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Given that he resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies and that he killed and consumed the remains of all those present, it was revealed that Swift Runner was not a case of pure cannibalism as a last resort to avoid starvation, but rather of a man with Wendigo psychosis. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. What the fuck? Man. That's, that's I don't I just I don't know, man. I don't I, I just can't picture throwing up ice. That would be painful. <laughs> Say, that that's what got you. All of the other stuff. Yeah, all the other was, stuff is normal. Was was fine. It was the throwing <laughs> up ice. It's, it was from that part you read it, right? Like, one time and you got sick and you're like, never again. Well, I mean, never. have you ever been drinking a drink? You've ever been drinking a drink and then you accidentally swallow that piece of ice? Yeah. Think of that coming back up. 
<laughs> and I'm sure it's not a, then, a nice little ice, you know, right? Worn it's down covered ice with cube. all the juice. It's like one of those the... craft, the craft ice balls. That's, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Read us, read us a couple more. Uh, another well-known case involving Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler, an OG Cree chief and medicine man known for, known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. In some cases, this entailed killing people with Wendigo psychosis. As a result, in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide. Jack committed suicide, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of his pardon. That kind of reminds me of the end of the mist. Where that yeah. guy killed everybody. Yeah, suffers. fucking kills everybody and then fucking everybody's saved. <laughs> uh, fascination with Wendigo's psychosis among Western anthographers, psychologists, and anthropologists led to a hotly debated controversy in the 1980s over the historicity of this phenomenon. Some researchers argued that essentially Wendigo psychosis was a fabrication, the result of naive anthropologists taking stories related to them at face value without observation. Others have pointed to a number of credible eyewitnesses uh, accounts, both by Algonquin and Algonquin. 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 Did you not pay attention in school when we learned about these tribes? No. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, and I, I had a hard enough time smelling it. Don't move. There's something behind you. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, we know that somebody else is there. So if uh, Joe looks a little uh, full later on. She's trying to stab <laughs> you with a candy cane, Joe. Ooh, yeah. Trying to stab you with a candy cane. It's because I'm sweet. Sweet and sour. <laughs> is that, right, where the hell are we at? Okay, uh, Algonquins. Algonquins. <laughs> Algonquins. Uh, and others evidence that Wendigo psychosis was a factual historical phenomenon. The frequency of Wendigo psychosis cases decreased sharply in the 20th century as Boreal um, Algonquian. 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 People came to greater and greater contact with European ideologies and more sedentary, less rural lifestyles. So the more that we got out of the woods, the more that this psychosis was disappearing. Right. Huh. Which I can see why. Well, yeah, we're not close to them. <laughs> So, in his 2004 treatise, Revenge of the Wendigo on Disorders and Treatments of the Behavioral Health Industry in the United States and Canada that are Peculiar to Indigenous People, by that is a long-ass fucking title, by James <laughs> B. Waldron, he wrote, No actual cases of Wendigo psychosis have ever been studied, and Lou Murano's scathing critique in 1985 should have killed off the cannibal monster within the psychi psychiatric annals. The Winnego, however, continues to seek revenge for this attempt, scholarly execution, this attempted scholarly execution by peri periodically duping unsuspecting passerbys, like psychiatrists, into believing that Wendigo psychosis not only exists, but that a psychiatrist could conceivably encounter a patient suffering from the disorder in his or her practice today. Wendigo psychosis may well be the most perfect example of the construction of an aboriginal mental disorder by the scholarly professions and its persistence dramatically underscores how constructions of the aboriginal by these professions have like Frankenstein's monster taken on a life of their own. So basically like it's, it's trying to say that these people were just, you know, that's just the way they were. And there was nothing strange about it back in those days. I, I don't know but if I believe fuck that. that. I don't, I don't yeah, fucking believe that. I don't know. Like I said, it, it seems to me that they're just trying to justify something after the fact. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just don't like Wendigos. Bottom line. I, I'd rather oh. see Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Bigfoot's cool. <laughs> Bigfoot's, that's oh, yeah. the homie right there. He's got beef jerky and everything. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Hangs out with Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So, in popular culture now, because like I said, there there are <clears throat> various things that the, the Wendigo has been in, 
So although distinct from how it appears in the traditional lore, one of the first appearances of a character inspired by or named after a Wendigo in non-Indigenous literature is Algernon Blackwood's 1910 short story, The Wendigo. Joe Nazaire wrote that Blackwood's subtly demonizing rhetoric transforms the Wendigo from a native myth into a descriptive template for the Indian savage. So basically, this dude was trying to demonize natives, and he was a dick for doing that. So Blackwood's work had influenced many of the subsequent portrayals in mainstream horror fiction, such as August Derelith's The Thing That Walked on the Wind and Ithaqua in 1933 and 1941, which in turn inspired the character in Stephen King's novel Pet Cemetery, where it is a personification of evil, an ugly grinning creature with yellow-gray eyes, ears replaced by ram's horns, white vapor coming out the nostrils, and a pointed decaying yellow tongue. These works are the set template for later portrayals in popular culture at times, even replacing the Native American lore. In an early short story by Thomas Pynchon, Morality and Mercy in Vienna, first published in 1959, the plot centers around a character developing Wendigo syndrome and going on a killing spree. So that's one thing I wish we would have really seen in the the film versions of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery was the actual Wendigo in the woods. Um, in the original, we hear the Wendigo cry or like scream or some shit, like when they're right. walking to go bury um, to go bury the cat the first time. But we never actually see it, and in the book, you you he actually Lewis actually comes across the fucking Wendigo like in the woods. It's like stalking him. So one thing I just noticed, um, different as opposed to what we were talking about earlier um, versus the Skinwalker, um, you never hear tales of of people turning back into norm quote unquote normal people uh, from being a Wendigo. It's like once you're there, once you're transformed, you're always transformed. You can't go back. Yeah. Whereas a skinwalker, that's our whole thing is they can disguise themselves as anybody. Yeah. Well, I think I think that the reasoning is with with the Wendigo, the reason you can't go back is because of the depravity that you have to go through to even become a Wendigo. How do you go back to being a human from that? You know what I mean? Like you you basically have to commit these atrocious acts to be on that level of you know even becoming a wendigo so i mean that's why your body takes that fucking form so it's either turn into a wendigo or get voted into congress so i mean there you go (laughs) all right joe you want to take a couple you know where we are we're we're on somewhat supernatural it's a paranormal (laughs) podcast hosted by lord scuba steve yes we can't hear you joe are you reading we can't hear you there there i am there you are am i here okay Blackwood's work, is that where we're at? No, we're on a character inspired by the Wendigo. Oh, goodness. Okay. Sorry, I'm reading off this tiny, tiny print. Oh. That's why I'm having a hard time seeing this. Okay, a character inspired by the Wendigo appears in American comic books published by the Marvel Comics, created by the writer uh, Steve Englehart. Inglehart and artist Herb Trite Trenby. Correct me if I'm mis- mispronouncing nah, it. It's good. Sounds good to me. Okay. The monster is a result of a curse that afflicts those who commit acts of cannibalism in the first appearance of the Incredible Hulk, number 162 of April of 1973, and again October 1974, issue 44. Now, have you guys read these comics? Because I I have not read the originals, uh, but I have read Alpha Flight comics um, that had Wendigo in them. Now, is this the same Wendigo as this comic? Yeah. Or okay, no, it's the same Wendigo. Okay, I don't think when when Hulk was fighting the Wendigo, that's when Wolverine showed up, and that was the first appearance of Wolverine too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, I don't know comic book stuff. Okay, <laughs> without explicitly using the term, in 1995, novel Solar Storms by Chickasaw author and poet Linda K. Hogan both explored the mythology of the Wendigo and uses creatures as a device 
to interrogate issues of independence, spirituality, and politics. Oh, see, there you go. Politics mm-hmm. with the women, And individual relationships to the family as a metaphor for corporate for veracity. Veracity. Sorry, I got to make it bigger. That's what she said. <laughs> Again. Well, hey, she does a good job at it. Yeah, buddy. Okay, ex- exploitation, power viewed as a form of cannibalism. So, has anybody heard of Linda K. Hogan? Because I haven't heard of anything that she's written in her novels. I've never heard of any of these people. Isn't that Hulk Hogan's wife? Yeah, Linda Hogan. (laughs) Is it? Is it Linda? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's her. Same same Look it up. Fucking look it up. Watch. It's fucking fucking Linda Hogan. And I'm going to be pissed if it is because I am friends with Hulk Hogan's niece on fucking Facebook, Victoria. Like I talked to her, like I know Victoria and that's Hulk Hogan's niece. I can't. It, it's, it's Linda Hogan. It, no, it Linda. is not. It is. It is not. Is it really? Let me look. They were married from 1983 to 2009. Linda Marie. No, this is Linda K. Linda. I, I, I know, but, but this, her, her name is Linda Hogan. Well, it was Linda Hogan. Now it's. <laughs> okay. No, Linda Hogan is a poet. Born July yeah, 16th, yeah. 1947. <laughs> yeah, so it's not the same Logan. Okay. That's <laughs> no, not the same Hogan. Good coincidence, though. I'm just yeah. stirring the pot, stirring the pot. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother, when the wind you go? I Hulk Hogan's wife. I'm like, I'm like, wait, is her name Linda? I was like, it sounds, it sounds right. Right. He's like, I'm gonna cut you down and I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> that would have been great, though. That would have been fucking great. Oh god. So other creatures based on the legend or name for it appear in various films and television shows, including Dark Was, Dark Was the Night, and Ravenous. Television series include Teen Wolf, Supernatural, Blood Ties, Charmed, Grim, Hannibal, where an FBI profiler has recurring dreams or visions of a Wendigo that symbolizes the titular titular cannibalistic serial killer. A Wendigo appears in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Hearts Warming the Eve. And in DuckTales, the Christmas special, Last Christmas, (laughs) in which the creatures are described as poor souls turned into monsters by obsession and desperation. A Wendigo also appears in the 2020 horror film, The Retreat. Ah, in 2015, horror survival Mm -hmm. video game Until Dawn by Supermassive Games features Wendigo as the main antagonist. Riss, the 2016 debut novel by Canadian horror fiction writer Nathan Niggin, Nigan Newton Aldler. That is a lot weird name. Nathan mm-hmm. Nigan Newton Aldler was based Triple on N. the story of yeah of the Wendigo. In twenty eighteen role playing game Fallout seventy six by Bethesda, Wendigos are featured as one of the cryptid enemies found in the area of Appalachia, mutated from people who consume human flesh in isolation. And fuck those Wendigos because they're hard to fucking kill. I played fucking Fallout 76. (laughs) So in the 2021 film Antlers by Scott Cooper, Frank Lucas' father transforms into a Wendigo, which is portrayed as the deer-like creature with glowing, with a glowing heart that moves from person to person with a never-ending hunger. Guillermo del Toro, producer of the film, developed the Wendigo on the basis that the more the creature eats, the more it gets hungry, and the more it gets hungry, the weaker it becomes. So that was just the Wendigo in pop culture right there. So, so boys, pop culture, if it, it eats to keep its strength, like if so, if it gets hungry and doesn't eat. It well, even hungry. in legend, even in legend, okay. if it eats, it gets bigger and therefore it will never be full. It will never. Yeah, it'll never be full. So regardless so like of how me. much it eats, it, it will never be full. So, boys, in hearing all of these legends and pop culture references and stories and psychosis facts, what do you think about the Wendigo? Is it something that may exist or is it something that was made up? Joe? I think I'm going to stay my ass in South Texas so I don't have to worry about it. I think there's your answer. But I, I think... Uh, definitely 99% sure. I, I think anything that is embedded in Native American folklore has some truth to it. That's just my thoughts and beliefs. Um, 
I, I'm anything that has to do with Native American culture on the darker side of it scares the crap out of me. Kind of like how you are with with paranormal stuff in Mexico. Yep. That's how I feel with the Native American yep. folklore stuff. And that's why I don't want to go fucking with no skinwalkers. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> skinwalkers, they be fucking with us, and they's going to kill us. He wanted and, to I ain't, and I ain't going to die. I ain't going to die. Now, Ben, what do you think, buddy? I'm with Joe. I'm with Joe on this one. There, There's too much... Um, too much going on and, you know, popping up in too many different places all around the same time for it to be just made up. You know, how many, well, what are the, what, what's the likelihood of it, of it just popping in different people's heads all at the same time, you know? So I, I gotta believe maybe there, there was, um, you know, because back, back in the day, the world was more of a magical place. I guess you could say, yep. and um, you know, we slowly by industrializing pulled the the magic out of the world, and um, I think that's it's a sad byproduct of what's going on. But then also we do get rid of things like the Wendigo, you know. So maybe it's still out there. I'm sure the spirit is still out there. They could still affect people. Unfortunate enough to be caught in situations like that, but. Maybe it's not as prevalent, and I think that's not exactly a bad thing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say that while I do believe that this creature did once exist many, many, many moons ago, I don't think that nowadays, like you said, the magic's gone. So I don't think nowadays that anything like this is out there. Um and if it is, if there is something out there, it's something that's explainable. Um, could I be wrong? Of course, of course, I could be what? wrong. But I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna go this with saying this is just a legend that kind of stuck around for a long time and was kind of like a ghost story to kill, you know, scare your kids to bed. I said to you kill know? your kids, <laughs> to, to kill your kids, to kill your kids, like Gaia like La Llorona, which, but you know, but I believe that. Fuck all that. That's oh, yeah. Mexico. That's Mexico. I believe it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. but fellas, the record, I am not investigating anything in Mexico. No, nope. too many. No, we are no. not. <laughs> I already said no. I vote yes. Uh, yeah, until we fucking come across a fucking cartel, fucking like stronghold, yeah, and, so you have and, get fucking, yeah. and get beheaded and <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's what scares me about Mexico. Yeah, more than I'm not. I'm I'm scared <laughs> more of the fucking cartel than I am of the ghosts. I if if I knew we had safe passage to go, I'd be down for it. I don't want to be beheaded. My head right. is nice and comfy right here on on these shoulders. And, and and if the cartel is watching, much respect. We do much not respect. disrespect you. Much love. Oh. Much love. <laughs> but. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Somewhat Supernatural. Fellas, we're going to go clockwise. Joseph, do you have anything you'd like to say before we go? Thank you for having me, Scoop. High five. High five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we got some stuff coming up on me and Scoob's personal <laughs> Vatos Loco no. uh, Ghost Vatos, Dark Side Paranormal We got some investigations coming up uh, Excited uh, Still need to go through footage From from uh, Hill House I wish you guys would tell me what we have coming up Because I yeah, have no idea I don't know either You don't know what we have coming up? No, nobody we tells me shit Bauer Mansion we got, oh, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot about that uh, the location bar. Oh yeah, that's right. So, those of you guys that are local, there was a radio show host who likes, yeah, radio personality who likes to claim he's a paranormal investigator, and he did a l investigation at this bar. A stool fell over, and homeboy like ran out of the fucking ran out of the bar. Used, Not only did he, he run, female he used a female shield. as a shield. So we're going are you to serious? yes, yes. <laughs> we we have the video, but we were told we cannot post the video. But it's Damn it. hilarious, and we, we might laugh. get sued for defamation of character. Well, I mean, he, that's kind of his own character he put out there. But, yeah, I was gonna say he yeah. did it himself. It's not like yeah. he put a gun to his head or something. So we're gonna do that this Sunday night and see if we catch anything. We'll see how it goes. 
Um, but the, I like this is I forgot somebody else messaged me too and was like, hey, you should check out my cousin's bar, the location, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, I think we're supposed to do an investigation there. So yeah, didn't we meet someone connected with that at the at the jail, the old Lavaca jail or something? I don't remember what I did last week, and you want me to remember that far back, Joseph? I don't remember. Yeah, I think that's how we got in contact with somebody about the location bar. No, no, no. It, Mike, somebody had sent Mike that video first. I think the oh, owner okay. of the bar had sent it to him first, but then somebody I know messaged me on uh, Facebook and was like, hey, it's my cousin's bar. You should go and investigate, but I don't remember who the fuck it is. Anyways, Ben, what do you got? You want, Would you like to say anything? Closing remarks? Um, not right now. My podcast has been pretty much on hiatus. Um, high anus. Yeah, high high, high anus. Like, anus. High as giraffe hall ass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, just been uh, working on things, trying to study a little bit more, try to get myself more broadcast worthy. Where I'm not saying mm and uh as much. Mm, uh. So, um, what up, Tim? But yeah, other than that, uh, you can keep up with us at, uh, at, and I say us and me and Wifey Sauce on the Recycled Corn Podcast. And I am Ben DeLeon on Twitter, Instagram, Snap, pretty much all your socials. All social media right there for I am Ben DeLeon. And be sure to check out old episodes of the Recycled Corn Podcast. If you do, you will hear some episodes with this guy right here because I was oh, on the first yeah. episode. <laughs> that was fun. What's up, Tim <laughs> Keegan? We got a new viewer right there, Tim Keegan. How's it going, man? Sorry that uh, episode's almost over, but go back and watch it again. Let's get those views up, baby. As always, I am your host with the ghost, the Duke of the Dead, the Prince of the Paranormal, Lord Scuba Cabra, saying, stay spooky, baby. Stay spooky.